Welcome to the Stopping to Think podcast. I'm your host, Will Dole. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying, you can rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And if you took the time to do that, leave a rating, leave a review. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, if it, if you're enjoying this podcast, that's uh, just the feedback that helps helps us get found. And so I'd really appreciate it if you took the time out of your day, 30 seconds to, to do that. You can also subscribe to the Stop and to Think newsletter. Uh, easiest place to do that's on my website, willdole.com. There's just a, a section there where you can fill out your email address and you can subscribe straight from there. Or you can click the newsletter tab and it will take you over to the Git Review page uh, where my newsletter is hosted. Today, I got a piece that I, uh, I wrote quite a few years ago. I went back and I was reading through some stuff I'd written and, and I thought this was worth sharing. It's titled Slum Pies for Pharisees. Luke 5, 33-39 in the ESV reads this way. And they said to him, The disciples of John fast often and offer prayers, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink. And Jesus said to them, Can you make wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. He also told them a parable. No one tears a piece from a new garment and puts it on an old garment. If he does, he will tear the new, and the piece from the new will not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins, and it will be spoiled, and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. And no one, after drinking the old wine, desires new, for he says, The old is good. One day as I was reading this passage in my devotions, I was just thinking many people are familiar with this passage, and the typical lesson we draw from it is that Christianity is something new and different from Judaism, and that's that's exactly the right lesson to take. It, if you try to patch Jesus just onto Judaism as it was practiced, not necessarily as it should have been practiced, but as it was practiced by the Pharisees, it would burst the old wineskins. It's bigger, and it's better. It is, if you will, Judaism in completion. It's the Old Testament religion brought to its fulfillment in the promise of the Messiah. It is the reality that was suggested by the shadow. And if you try to pour it into the old mold, that mold is going to break. Those are important lessons, and the more that we think about them, about how that continuity, discontinuity works out, the the better off we'll be. (laughs) But that being said, that wasn't what I noticed that morning as I was reading. The last sentence in verse 39 says this, And no one, after drinking old wine, desires new, for he says, The old is good. It seems almost like a filler phrase or a throwaway phrase, but but Jesus doesn't make throwaway statements. Who is drinking the old wine of Jewish tradition? The Pharisees were the people that Jesus was speaking to. And he point blank tells them that, as C.S. Lewis might say, Their desires are too weak. The old is good enough for them, and they have no desire for the new. And there's a warning for us there. Oftentimes Christians think about the gospel and present the gospel according to this formula. I want something or need something. I have a felt need. Plus, Jesus is the way to get the the felt need met, which equals accept Jesus and get what you need. And here's the problem that Jesus points out. It's that we want the wrong things. Our felt needs 
don't cut it because we don't want him. We don't want the new because we are satisfied with the old. So when we use Jesus to purchase something that isn't what we actually need, being made right with God and knowing God, then we are trying to use him to purchase our idols. Except Jesus won't be used as currency in the constant pursuit of idolatry. So we need to ask ourselves the question, why do I love Jesus? Because he makes me feel good? Because he deals with my guilt complex? Because he saves me from hell or because he gets me into heaven? Are any of those desires, guilt-free conscience, promise of heaven, etc., Christian or simply human? And human desires aren't wrong at least not necessarily, having a clear conscience and promise of heaven as opposed to hell are, of course, good things, but they're not right there at the heart of the gospel. What is heaven if God isn't there? And yet it's often been observed that many Christians, if they were offered heaven without God, would take heaven. But if you think back to to Exodus, God offers Moses the opportunity to go into the promised land by himself without the, without the sinful people that Moses has been dragging around. And Moses says, it's not worth it. It's not worth going anywhere without you, God. The, the heart of the gospel is that Jesus comes and he pays the debt I owe to God. That in trusting him, I can be made new by God. My debt is paid. My debt is canceled. I'm forgiven. God looks at me as though I am clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And its goal, the goal of the gospel, is that because my debt has been paid, God's wrath has been satisfied. Because of that, I'm allowed to know him, to see him, to enjoy him, to be satisfied in him, to love him, to glorify him. Are we chasing the gifts? Having the gifts, are we satisfied with the gifts, or do we long to know the giver? That's the question I walk away from that statement of Jesus with. Anyone can taste the old and say, that's good enough. Anyone can appreciate a good gift, but it takes a God-sized craving to long for the giver himself. Blessed are those, Jesus says, who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. We are weak-willed creatures. We are weak, appetited creatures. As Lewis says, we are happy playing in mud, making mud pies, because we don't understand what is offered with a holiday of the sea. Pray that your will may be strengthened and your hunger to know him will grow deeper every day. This has been the Stop and Think podcast. I'm your host, Will Dole. Thanks for listening.